Hey everyone, Bob WB here. Do the Woo episode 148. And this is kind of an off, um, well, I must say we have an extra week this month, so I am flying solo as far as hosting, but I'm not flying solo completely because I, um, well, it was time. It was time to bring in a, a longtime friend, a, a WordPress um, a veteran, I, I could easily say, and someone that's just, yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of you know him, maybe some of you don't. But you will know him by the end of this podcast. I have Jeff Chandler. Jeff, my buddy, how you doing? Hey, thank you very much for having me on the show. And man, I, I woke up today and I was ready to do the woo. You know, you're the first thing I'm doing today. <laughs> now that that is, I think that's the first anybody's ever said that too. So um, yeah, well, you know. I, I should rephrase that. You're not the first thing I'm doing today. Your show is the first thing I'm doing today. You know, we don't want to, you don't want to conjure up any weird thoughts with our audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, well, we're going to just, we're gonna, yeah, we'll talk a little bit of WooCommerce. We'll talk word, WordPress, all that good stuff. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start out. I, I want you to just, just kind of set the stage, tell people where you are at now, what you're doing, because a lot of what we're talking about, I think will reflect around that. Well, uh. Right now, I'm currently the um, manager, owner of the WordPress website, WPMainline.com. Uh, and it's a, it's a combination of my knowledge and pursuit of WordPress news and, and bit, news bits going around the WordPress community and my uh, love of trains. I have this passion for, I don't know if it's a passion, but I have this deep interest in trains where I'll end up going to uh, where I know a couple of main lines come together and I'll just sit there all day. And I just enjoy seeing the trains that come through. I mean, at night, I especially love it on a, on a warm summer night because you'll have these trains come by and there's nothing like having thousands of horsepower rush past you at about 65 miles an hour at night. It's kind of exhilarating. So, and then and it's always, I'm always wondering about the, the cargo, you know, where is it, it's coming from somewhere and it's going to somewhere and you never know what you're going to see on the trains going by and there's different types of edges and all that stuff. But, uh, WP mainline, it's all about what's going on in the WordPress community. And it's, it's, it's my take on, it's my platform to be able to, 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 to have it my way. You know, it's Burger King esque. You know, I can I can sort of have it my way, and I can write about things the way I want. I have the freedom to cover what's going on in the WordPress community in, in the way that I'm I feel most comfortable with. And uh, I'm it's pretty much a subscriber site now, so it's a membership. Well, it's not really a membership site, but I do have the ability for people to subscribe and to support my ability to create content. Cool. All righty. Yeah. Well, definitely. Um mention that again at the end you know i i before i get into wordpress this train thing i when i was reading something from you the other day i thought of and when i was a kid growing up we had these tracks like about a mile from us and i swear i don't know how many hours we all spent down there going through cars because they would leave cars parked there i don't know why because it wasn't like a you know a place you would normally park but they Obviously, it was. They would leave cars, so we would go inside the car. Some of those ones that were, you know, the closed ones that you'd only have a hatch on the top. We actually went in some of those. Oh, the graders. Yeah, and it was it was pretty. I mean, we just were 
infatuated with going around and hanging around there. And and if you think of, we actually did experience almost the um, the uh, movie, the uh, Stand by Me, the Stephen uh, King movie, yes. where they're on That's the train. We there was this big one that went over river was in Spokane, Washington, and it was a Spokane river and this big bridge. And we were on it and basically a train came and we had to run off and (laughs) we be, you know, when we got towards the end, we dove into the kind of the rocks there alongside the track and stuff. So when I saw that movie, I thought, man, you know, I can relate to that. It's, and it's scary because you can't really move real quick on those bridges. And (laughs) see, this is why I love you, Bob. You always have great stories to tell. (laughs) <laughs> how many how many coins have you ended up getting smushed on the tracks that's always cool oh man we oh we used to oh tons we'd go down there and of course you'd lose them pennies nickels quarters yeah yeah and you'd lose them all the time too because you know they'd flip off and you'd have to look around and all the rock kind of the rock that they would put around the tracks and stuff and and yeah you would you know if you're lucky you found it but a lot of times they just would fly off somewhere and disappear and you could never find them i'm i'm a bit excited because uh it it just came through the area it's getting set up but here at our uh, i live near cuyahoga valley national park and they have a train the cuyahoga valley scenic railroad and in september they have the big steam engine 765 come from Indiana and it makes its way over to here. And then they do various uh, steam engine excursions and rides and things you could pay for. And then there's photo opportunities. But um, I know where it's going to be on a couple of days during next month. So I'm going to go down there and I'm going to take some pictures. I've, I, take, I took pictures a few years back, but I'm going to take some more pictures. I got an updated phone. I'm going to take some video and I think I'm going to post that up on WP mainline. So like, you know, I gotta, I gotta keep that, uh, relationship together. You know, trains, WordPress, WordPress trades, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, and I've actually, some of the subscribers to WP mainline have said, you know, I love trains too. I can't wait. You know, I love this idea of mixing trains at WordPress. I want to, and they don't mind actually seeing train stuff intermixed with the WordPress stuff I publish. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I love steam engines are so awesome. And they're, they're such wonderful, awesome machines. Every little part, piston, rod, you name it, has a purpose on a steam engine. And, and I've actually, on uh, 765, I've stood next to the wheels. And the wheels are about as tall as me. So you're talking about six-foot tall wheels, man. Those machines are awesome. I wish, I wish there was more of them. And I wish more, there was more of an emphasis on, on steam passenger excursion throughout the u.s but you know that steam's gone the way of the diesel yeah yeah but it's interesting i mean not to you know talk all about trains but (laughs) just over the over the years you know i mean trains have been trains i mean sure they changed some but they're one you know mode of transportation and commerce and everything that just has um survive forever and it's not really something you can say okay let's do this instead you know the tracks are laid the so it's um yeah it's it's a it's fascinating obviously you know like i said as a kid i was we were intrigued with them well you well you know it's it's and it's kind of all inspiring here you kind of sometimes i'm i'm taken aback in awe because when a train goes by and it's loaded who knows how many millions of dollars worth of product is 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 going it's going past me and, and through all those boxcars you know i'm always wondering boy i wonder how many of these products 
were purchased or sold on websites using WooCommerce. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. That's it. You know, that was a great segue. You know, you are good. So, yeah. Oh, man. It, 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 for five, yeah, you know, it's almost like I do podcasting for a living or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, and we will talk about your podcast a little bit at the end there. But, but okay. So I'm going to first, I'm going to talk a little bit about WordPress. And, you know, you had your time. And for people that, don't know you, you started WP Tavern many years ago and you spent many years running that site. And then you took a break from WordPress. You had stuff going on. We don't need to get into that. I know you've talked about that on a lot of different podcasts. And and you came back and kind of, you know, okay, I'm geared up to go this direction. How was it taking that break when you when you came back? Was it like, wow, WordPress is still WordPress. Did you feel like you missed a lot? Was there a lot of catching up to do just to kind of turn your brain off for a while? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked this question because there's, there's sort of multiple facets to it. And Well, I, let's start off with the break. I took about a two-year break. I think it was 2019. It might have been a little bit before that where I ended my tenure with WP Tavern. And I was I was a bit sad about that. And I I Thank you to everyone who sent me well wishes and and told me how much my writing or how much they've enjoyed my writing and my podcast over the years for WB Tavern. That was so cool at the time. Uh, but I took a two year break. And as I was taking that break, I got to say it was nice. You know, after being so involved with WordPress for so long, just not having to care about what was going on or, or, hmm. or having to write about it or having to check my email or do any of that stuff. No, it was, it was, it was great. It was fantastic. I'm like, you know, this is exactly what I needed, you know, a two year break. But I will say during that time, I did keep one eye on the WordPress community and what was going on (laughs) in the space. And there were times I was like, I wish that I would, I was still writing about something or I, a lot of times what I end up doing is like writing the post about something in my head, but, but getting that post from my head to inside the post editor. You know, that that's a difficult process most of the time. Yeah, but, right. But uh, there, there are times <laughs> where I was like, man, I wish I was still writing about this because this is interesting. I got something to say about it. But, you know, I took a two-year hiatus. And the thing about WordPress is it's development still, even though it's it's uh, over 10 years old now, the project. But between Gutenberg and Black, so what's going on with, with the software project itself, that if you take a break for one year, let alone two years, you come back and it's almost like, starting over you know it's it's almost like you have to learn all these new things you don't know what's going on you got to try and catch up but you know it's like riding the bike once you learn how to ride a bike if you don't do it for a long time you just got to do it a few more times and get involved in it again and things start coming back to you naturally and that's what happened with uh me wordpress and wp mainline but when i first started wp mainline and i wanted to get back into wordpress one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome that I was struggling with was just writing. You know, what do I write about? Do I really mm-hmm. need to get back into this? Is it, should I really be getting back involved in the WordPress space? Do I, you know, and what is it? What do I write about? How do I write about it? And I struggled with, I struggled with just doing it, you know, like do the woo, just do the woo. And you can like, that's all you need to do <laughs> is just start it. I had, I had such a hard time just doing WP mainline, just, just writing the first bit of articles and getting that monkey off my back. And I struggled with that for like two weeks or so. And then eventually I just, 
I found something to write about. I wrote about something and it felt like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. And then uh, from that point on, it's all about consistency and continuing to write because I've noticed, and I don't know if this is what it's like for you, but for me writing, if I go a couple of days without writing something and publishing it, like it just kind of goes away. Like I I can't just, it's, it's very difficult to get right back into the swing of things to write about something or to publish something. So to make it an everyday thing, to make it consistent, uh, is, is something I'm, I'm working on. Right. And I, uh, yeah, I can totally relate because if I take a, you know, if I say, okay, I'm going to do all these different things for the next two, three days, I'm not going to create any content. Even that you kind of, there's this bit of pause and it's like, whoa, you know, okay, I've, I've got this idea. I guess to start this post here or, or this podcast or whatever, and there is that, oh, I got to push myself into it again, even with a short break. I can imagine the time you, you know, kind of stayed away and from it. It almost makes vacations painful because it, it's, it's yeah. so <laughs> difficult to come back and get into the flow of things. Right, right. I'm thinking that whole point you had where you were starting WP Mainline and trying to make that first step. And that is true. That is, I mean, there's been, you know, I've done a lot of transitions and they always seem so smooth because, Hey, you know, Bob did this and then boom. But sometimes those transitions, I'm working on them for several months and I have maybe a good slot of that time where I'm just at that point where you are, you know, kind of where you're saying, okay, I just got to do this. No, I'm going to step back. I'm still thinking this through or I'm still struggling with this part. And it can, yeah, it can, um, it can freeze you for, you know, <laughs> definite amount of time. Based on what I've seen over the years, you're a transition master. The key is I've always had something going and it's like, okay, when do I make that move? And how long have I been working on this other thing in the background to do it and stuff? So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, you know, sometimes, like I said, you know, it's like, okay, I've been working on this six months and now I'm ready to, um, make it on that. I'm, I'm, I'm just hanging out on Twitter and then Bob makes an announcement. I go, oh, there's that yeah. Bob WP over there doing <laughs> yeah. something different. He's changing yeah. things up again. I never know what that guy is doing. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I remember one time we, I don't know what WordCamp it was. I think it was one of the U.S. or WordCamp U.S. that we saw each other, and I said something, and you said, "I I I can't remember what," and you said something to the effect of, "Oh, I can't keep up with you, Bob. I don't know what the hell you're doing half the time." You know, <laughs> that's that, that's that's probably yeah. that's probably exactly what I said. Oh uh, well, I want to talk about WooCommerce, and I know you're not. You know, you're not immersed in it. You don't, you know, work on it. You don't build sites on it. But I think also you have a, a interesting perspective because we've had a lot of people on that. Yeah, they know of WooCommerce. They see people talk about it. They hear what they're saying, but they bring in a different, you know, view of it versus somebody that's, like I said, immersed in it. What is, you know, moving into the back into the WordPress space really diving in and doing what you're doing, especially reporting the news, trying to keep your eyes out on everything. What are your initial thoughts on WooCommerce kind of here and now? And do you have any, you know, from your perspective, any thoughts on where you think it might be headed or even, you know, 
some some um, crystal ball moment that you might have? Well, I got to tell you, it's, it's sort of a difficult question to, to answer because I've never used WooCommerce for anything for for personally or professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have come across websites where I'm purchasing something and I just somehow realize, oh, this is powered by WordPress and they're actually using WooCommerce. And some of those websites I purchased things from, the checkout process was rather smooth. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, so it works at least on on a few of those different websites. I know enough about Woo to know that uh, it's a cash cow for for automatic, or it's one of their cash cows. It's one of their um, products and, and and businesses that is going to require and take up a lot more effort and focus from automatic's perspective. And everything we we see about WooCommerce and market share and how big they are. It, it still shocks me at how uh, the market valuation and the size of Shopify and how WooCommerce still at this point is seems like nothing compared to what Shopify is out there in the market. And it's it's fascinating. And I don't actually know why that is or what it is. I, I you know, cause Shopify is a service and I guess it's great at allowing people to just sign up and create a store and they take care of a lot of things for you. But I mean, then once you get to the part of, well, I want to be able to do this and add this and edit this, all you see is brick walls at Shopify and you can't really do anything. And you're not, you don't own your own content. Shopify could shut you down at any point because it's a service, you know, and and if your business relies on e-commerce, that's, that's, you're kind of the keys to your building. <laughs> you, you've just given them a Shopify and boy, you know, that's, you really got to know what you're doing if, if, if you're going to uh, set up your business that way. But I don't know. I, 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 I'm, a, I, uh, I'm glad that WooCommerce has embraced Gutenberg. I think they had no choice, obviously, but they, now you get your WooCommerce blocks and they've got all kinds of different things going on over there. And I mean, I'm I'm most thankful for the fact that WooCommerce exists because without it, we would not be able to do the woot. <laughs> right. This is a drinking game. Every time I say do the woot, every time I say do the woot during the show, I want people to take a uh. take a drink. <laughs> it can it can be water, it doesn't have to be alcoholic. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. Because especially this time in the morning, some people just woke up, you know. Hey Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do the Woo. We all need good, solid SEO. It can be for your own site or to help your clients with their ongoing search engine optimization. For all those needs, Yoast Academy has you covered. The courses have your back on SEO, e-commerce, copywriting, keyword research, and of course, WordPress. Doesn't matter where you are at in your SEO journey, this is something for beginners, intermediate, and experts. They have a fantastic variety of free and premium courses to fit your needs. Just follow the link in the show notes or head over to yoast.com slash academy and start getting your learning on today. Big news coming from our pod friend Nexus. Fast has partnered with them to bring one-click checkout to merchants, whether that is you or your client. This brings an integrated cart abandonment solution to all WooCommerce hosting plans on Nexus. You can easily add the fast checkout button on product details, cart, and checkout pages. 
It has order batching and post-purchase order tracking, summary, and receipts. There is a convenient one-click reorder of past purchases, and it has no third-party access. Industry standard pricing is at 2.9% plus 29 cents on every purchase. And lastly, you or your client will get fraudulent chargeback protection. All of this with no monthly or annual fee or setup fees. So I suggest if you're already on Nexus, you're a Nexus customer, you're using WooCommerce hosting, get that activated. If not, hook yourself up at nexus.net to one of their WooCommerce hosting options that fits your needs. And now let's head back to the show. And I've seen over the last year or two, a lot of different, mostly platforms, try to get a piece of the Woo action or WordPress action, I should say. And I've talked with a couple of them that actually confessed to me that it's been quite the challenge to get into the space. And I know there's some that have, I, I mean, I've come up, Cross some that I didn't even know existed, and they're obviously trying that. Nobody's really created a plugin, you know, standalone plugin like WooCommerce is versus a, a a service. And you know, I have my own thoughts, but you know, you just having so much familiarity with the WordPress space. Do you what do you think it'll take for some plugin? to even take a small chunk of the WooCommerce users. Well, well, I, well I, I, think, I think there's still the WP e-commerce plugin. I think that's still being worked on, and that's out there for WordPress. And there's a shop, mm-hmm. S-H-O-P-P. I think the shop plugin is still out there doing its thing. And if we look at the sort of economy and the 500 was a 597 billion dollar estimated wordpress economy and you look at the market share 40 sub percent you know with wordpress i think that for plugins out there even in e-commerce that you don't need you don't need like the market share of a shopify or a woocommerce to be successful and to be able to get by and pay your bills and and maybe at some point build a successful business that could possibly get acquired but yeah i have to imagine that starting from scratch is rather difficult in the e-commerce space as it is with pretty much any space in the wordpress economy these days you know whether it's a forums plugin or uh seo plugin um you know name name any other plugin we've we've gone through a rash of acquisitions this this uh this year and it seems like all the big players are you know they're getting few and far between in terms of who's available to acquire. But uh, yeah, you know, looking back on it, I I think, um, and I I think we can easily say this now that the acquisition of uh, WooCommerce from way back in the day, WooThemes, I I think the uh, acquisition of WooCommerce is probably the, the best thing that automatic has done over the years because it, it really propelled them forward as and really solidified them as, as a company as a whole. And they've, they've done a great job with WooCommerce. Right. And I think a lot of what you were saying, you know, I, I noticed that there's some coming in and trying to, they, they are literally trying to, or they think the only way they're going to succeed is to steal some market share from WooCommerce. And they're coming in with, hey, we can do this better than WooCommerce. We can do this better. We can do this better. And and I don't know if that's a necessarily the best approach because 
they're spending more time comparing themselves and trying to be a standalone solution and say, you know, we we can do this for you rather than we can do this for you because we don't feel WooCommerce can do this or something. So it's there's, there's a lot of comparison um, uh, between the ones that are, tr- some of them that are trying to slip in and stuff. And I, I think, I, and even though I, I don't use WooCommerce, I haven't built any sites with WooCommerce. I think there's probably a lot of areas that potential competitors could tap into to improve upon the checkout flow. That's always a huge one that everybody's probably always focused on. Maybe the most important thing, uh, cart abandonment, the, the, the flow of purchasing something, the, the, the way the web pages react on the back end or the front end, you know, how many, the clutter, uh, I, I, I'm sure there's probably a myriad of various little things that, that people could work on to improve upon, to, to maybe set themselves apart. But other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just comes down to payment processors and making it as easy as possible to list your products, take care of things related to your products and, make it as easy as possible for people to purchase your products. Right. And there's been a huge influx of checkout solutions, you know, variety of them coming in over the last even, I mean, it's been for a while, but the last 12 months, it seems like more and more of them because you you hit it right on. That's a, that's a huge piece of it. And something that, you know, people are building on top of WooCommerce saying, you know, we want to make this even smoother, quicker, faster, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, th- that's a good point. And when, when you, uh, when you're, when you're checking out on a, on a page and you see the coupon field, do you open up a new tab and you start looking up a coupon code for whatever it is that service a product you're on and you don't find it and you still purchase the product or do you just ignore that and, and go through the checkout process? I'm, I'm just kind of curious on how people react when they see that coupon field and they don't have one. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I, cause I used to do it. And then I realized, you know, I end up going down the rabbit hole of coupon sites that just are like a nightmare, you know? Oh, and they're all terrible now. Yeah, they are. And so it's like, I gave up. It was, you know, it's like, cause I would occasionally do that. Oh, wonder if there's a coupon floating out there. So that's, that's interesting. I mean, they probably get a heck of a lot of traffic just by, you know, especially if people are, you know, hmm, coupon. I wonder if there's a coupon. There must be a coupon. And that's it. There must be a coupon out there if there's a coupon spot. That's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they open up a new tab. I go to Retail Me Not or some other website. And they did the coupon codes used to work. The coupon sites used to be, used to be good. But now you click on them and they always want you to click on a button that automatically puts their referral URL or the coupon activates the coupon code most of them don't even work most of these sites now are spam it's almost as bad as looking for free themes on google to be honest yeah yeah it really is yep yep and and then there's a you know we've talked about this with um a couple of people on a cart abandonment is the people that will leave something in a cart for a day or two hoping they'll get an email with a discount because they kind of play that system as well, because often, you know, a lot of people or a lot of online stores have that set up. Oh, we see you haven't made the decision to buy this. What if we offer you 10% off? And so people are getting used to that. And from what I understand with some of the people that are doing the plugins for that, they're cool with that. The stores are cool with that because 
still, they're eventually getting a sale. You know what? I'm not cool with it. You want to know why? Why? Because it works on my wife. <laughs> you know, she's browsing around for something and she'll actually get a text message or an email on saying, hey, we noticed you're browsing around here. Uh, if you make a purchase within a certain amount of time, use a coupon code, you could save 10 to 20% works every time. I hate it. Ne- ne- next thing you know, we got a visit from Mr. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's Amazon for you. Always there for you. Spend money. I want to talk a little bit about community and just in the sense of after you got back into the WordPress space, uh, you know, community, did you feel, okay, here we are. Things are rolling right along as they were always in community. Of course, changes with, you know, how it's been the last few months, but what's your thoughts around that? Hmm. I would I would say that from what I've seen is it's pretty much the norm. You've like you said, you've got your got the people who are the criticism group over here, the always positive over here. You've got the people uh who contact you and think there's conspiracies going on over here, and you've got the people who I don't know, it's a whole mixed bag. I, I the community, you know, ebbs and flows and mm-hmm. You got your clicks and you've got your groups and you got your segments and, but you know, we're all in this together and that makes things interesting. Hey, I'm glad that we're in a community not full of all one, one purpose or one, one, uh, you know, mindset because things would be very boring. I mean, come on, a, a world without yeah. WP drama, who wants to live in that world? Come on. <laughs> That'd be very bad you know, because then there would be nothing to write about. Right. No, I'm just kidding. I did WP drama, you know, gets lame most of the time, but, and some things that are labeled as WP drama aren't WP drama at all. It's kind of, that's one of the things that gets me, but I'd say the community is right now at a point where because of COVID, because of restrictions, because of what's happened to WordCamps, I think the community right now is just yearning to get together for those physical in-person, uh, face-to-face meetings and conversations because, you know, we're talking about WordPress. This is a community of people who who live through the facet of working from home. Uh, this is what they know. This is what they do. This is what they do on an everyday basis. And those physical in-person meetings, um, you know, they mean a lot. They, they Those are things that uh, people rely on. They rely on those meetings and those conversations. And uh, mm. I, I think that's the biggest thing right now in the community is we can't wait to get to a point where we can actually have meetups and in-person conversations and, and meetups again. And um, I, I think that's, that's, that's what we're all waiting for right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. I think there's a lot of people that are, are getting very anxious for that. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause I know you and I are not the big travelers to word camps. I mean, neither one of us, even when they were going on, I mean, we're not hitting them up every other month and stuff, but um, I think some serious, you know, well, the, the thing about me with word camps and I wrote about this about two or three, well, back when, when I was doing WordPress stuff full time for WP Tavern, I had the luxury of traveling to various WordCamps. But what I encountered at WordCamps, and this was something I think that was kind of unique to me, is that I would uh, I would I would get there and I would attend a WordCamp, and I would I would miss being at home. I, I would I would feel like uh, that WordCamps really weren't for me. And the the thing was. 
I was writing for WP Tavern and my job was to write about what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is working on. And I felt like I had nothing in common with anybody at these work camps. And the only reason why I was there talking to people was to find out what it was they were doing to get the scoop and to write about it. It wasn't, I, I wasn't talking about kids or schools or, or mm. sports or dogs and pets and things that I would probably, you know, things that I would, you would naturally have in common with other people that you could talk about that you could relate to. It was just me talking to all these people, basically having a microphone in their face saying, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're working on so I can write about it. And I got kind of sick of that. And I think a lot of people at WordCamps were sick of me talking to them because they knew I was, <laughs> I, they knew I was depressed. They knew that I was talking to them to find out, you know, to get a scoop or to find out what they were working on. So I kind of got to the point where I just didn't enjoy going to WordCamps anymore because I felt out of place and I felt like I didn't have anything uh, in common with anyone there. Like if I was running a business or I was running an agency or I was doing development work or I was building plugins or I had a theme business, I could talk to all kinds of people at WordCamps, whether it be customers or other people in the space. And we could compare notes and we could talk about what's working for them and what's working for me and what are you working on and check out this and check out that. Me, I'm over in the corner singing all by myself. <laughs> no, no, it sucks after a while. Oh man, that's that's something to think about. <laughs> well, while you think about it, I wanted to, I wanted to say again, going back to community, that I also want to thank members of the WordPress community because without them, I probably would not have started WP Mainline. I had a number of people contact me through Twitter and through email, saying, "Hey." I don't know what you're doing or what you've been up to, but I really miss hearing you and J Trip, John James Jacoby, talk about WordPress on WordPress Weekly. And there are a few people who contacted me and said, Hey, I've been in a podcast withdrawal ever since you left. I, I miss hearing your voice. I miss hearing you guys banter about what's going on in WordPress. And I had a number of other people contact me say, Hey, I miss how you wrote about WordPress. I miss your writing style. And I, I, I had so many people contacted me that it made me wonder, it, it made me feel missed. It was cool to feel, to be missed by all these people in the WordPress community and enough of them missed my content that I thought that I could, that I could come back with a new website, bring back the Jeffro of old and write about WordPress and bring the podcast back and be able to make a go of, of it with with a subscriber type business getting that there would be enough interest from the WordPress community to, um, for me to be able to make enough, generate enough revenue to, to do this as a, as a full-time gig. And I'm, I'm still, I'm cranking away at it. Uh, but I've, I've have, you know, I'm, I've gotten some subscribers now and I'm just thankful that, you know, it, you know, one of the coolest feelings ever as a human being is to be missed and to be wanted. And, because because of that, and from members of the community, that's that's primarily why I started mm -hmm. up WP Mainline. Because I was ready to just not come back into the WordPress space. I was ready to miss it and go off and do something else. But you know, they they reeled me back in, and so far, people have enjoyed what they've seen and what they've read and what they've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that's kind of what I was I was thinking about is leading into. You know, some people might say, "Oh, you know, yeah." Open another news site, another WordPress news site, uh, another WordPress podcast. But 
I think what we lose touch on, and obviously a lot of people that reached out to you didn't lose touch on that, is that you know we're not we're not asking for another news site. We're not asking for another podcast. Uh, you have a unique way of writing. You have a unique way of reporting the news and WordPress. Uh, you had it before, and you're bringing it back to this. Same with the podcast. You. You know, the two of you have this bantering that people loved. So it's not, okay, we can't put it as bluntly as saying, oh, just another site, another podcast. It's that personality. It's who's behind it. And that's what's going to drive, you know, a lot of these things. I mean, when you start in a WordPress news site and you're, you know, nobody knows who who's on it or who's doing it and you're just behind the scenes and you're just pushing out, you know, post after post, it's like, okay, yeah, that is another one. But when you bring that personalized, unique voice into it, like you have, and you've, you know, basically established yourself in this space, that is what, what drives it. And that's what's, that's where the success or the, you know, what's going to bring it back versus, you know, oh, we just need you back in the space doing something, Jeff. It's, we liked what you did, bring it back in some form or other and, and go for it. See, I'm, I'm glad you recognize, uh, you, uh, you recognize and you said all that because you're exactly 100% correct. The reason the tavern was successful the way it was, the reason that WordPress weekly was as successful as it was, was because of me, because of Jeffro, because of me, my personality, my approach, the way I view things, the way I say things, the way I, mm-hmm. Uh, the way I write about things, that, that is me. That is what people miss. That personality, that, that, that flair I brought to the, to the WordPress new scene and the podcasting space and, uh, being heavily user centric and being one for the user always, you know, that's my first priority is, is because I'm a user and I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for the user all the time. And I'm, I'm, I'm and it, that's that's why I brought it back. I realized that you know all of my success in the WordPress space has been just me being me and me being unique. And there's not there's no other Jeffro out there in the WordPress space. I hope there's no other Jeffro out there. Please don't let there be two of me. We only need, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we only need one. We only need one Jeffro. We can get by with just one. But uh, I'm glad you recognize that. And and what that also says is that even if the WordPress space is crowded, even though there may be so many solutions or so many websites dedicated to this or so many news sites, there is always room for uniqueness and personality so that even though the space may be crowded or whatever, whatever it is, if you can bring something unique, something that's you, something that no one else has that only you have because it's you, um, got capitalize on that, that, that nobody else can have that. That's you, you know, that's, that's, you got to use that to the best of your ability. Right. And that's why with this site and the podcast, I eventually decided to move to having, you know, I have nine or 10 co-hosts now that do all these different shows. You know, we kind of all trade off. I've mixed and matched them and it's, I, I get a sense of, okay, this is the right person to send to this particular show because I know these hosts and they all have this unique personality and that makes it fun. You know, it's, it's not just, 
you know, this, this dry commentary or whatever. And, um, yeah, definitely that is one of the reasons I, you know, I, I, I know we are, we're all welcoming you back. I've got one last question. And I, I used to ask this on my old pod, podcast all the time. And I thought it was really interesting because after all this, I mean, we are all buying more stuff online because we just have to, is there anything you just refuse to buy online? Ooh, uh, well, uh, meat, fish, anything that's perishable. Um, I've actually noticed on Amazon throughout the last year that I've bought some, I bought some, uh, tr- Trader Joe salsa verde. I purchased some barbecue sauce. I've purchased some, uh, mostly sauces and condiments. I'm, I'm pretty good at buying, but, but when it comes to like beef and meat and poultry and stuff like that, stuff that you need to put in the refrigerator, I will not buy that stuff. Um, online. However, I will say that I did take advantage of a coupon. Mm-hmm. I think it was part of my birthday present where I did purchase uh, two frozen Lou Malnati's pizzas from Chicago. They actually dried, they froze them and it shipped in a dry ice package. And mm-hmm. oh, they're, they were, they were so expensive, but they were so good. But it's nothing like eating that Lou Malnati's <laughs> in Chicago, but, but they were still very, very good pizzas for what they were other than that um you know i buy i buy toilet paper online i buy paper towels online i found out throughout the pandemic just how much i'm willing to buy online you know that i would usually buy in the store i'm i'm with you there i've you know it's like wow you know what's coming today you know i i think of some little weird thing and i think why wait till I'm somewhere where it's convenient? I can just get it delivered. So, um, yeah, I'm totally with you. Well, this has been great catching up with you. I know we've, you know, we're always talking on Twitter and stuff, but don't often get the chance to just um, chat with you. And, and uh, yeah, I think that the best way to end this would be to kind of revisit, you know, your site, uh, you know, anything you want to share about that, uh, just, yeah, that's just um, where people can connect with you on Twitter and all that good stuff. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeffro, J-E-F-F-R-0, or at WP Mainline. Uh, you can find pictures of, of Smokey the Dog and flowers and all my musings on life, which I think, uh, you know, I'm always trying to make people laugh. I'm trying to make myself laugh because we live in a jokeless society these days. So, you know, and I, laughter is one of the best things you can do to make yourself feel better and to make others feel better. Um, so you do that. Visit WPMainline.com for news and information about WordPress. Get my take on things. Uh, hot takes, cold takes, doesn't matter. <laughs> just just check it out. And um, the podcast, if you visit the uh, visit WPMainline.com, click on the podcast link, you'll find all the information, all the past episodes. Of the show, you can also search for WP Mainline on a myriad of different podcasting hosts or hosting websites, and you can find us through like Spotify and Amazon Music and iTunes, or I don't even know if I think it's just Apple Podcast now instead of iTunes. So all those different sites, you can find it. And then if uh, you are so inclined and want to support me and support the site, support the site, support the work that I do in the WordPress space. Uh, please subscribe. Just visit WPMainline.com, click on the subscribe link, and you know, it's up to you on, on how much you want to, uh, you know, I got a free account there where you can just hang out and participate, or I got a couple different options there, and and there you have it. And I'm just going to do my thing over on WP Mainline, write about trains, write about WordPress, and uh, 
try and get Bob to tell me more of those cool stories about all those cool concerts he went to. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have a podcast about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, you know, I wouldn't mind like a a, a short series of just Bob stories. It's just Bob telling us a story. You know, three to five minute episode. It's just him telling us, you know, what he went through, the experience, and whatnot. Oh man, I, I'm giving you an idea on how to expand the Bob WP brand. That's all you need is another podcast, right? Yeah, that's what I need is another podcast for sure. Uh, well, let's wrap it up with that. Just like to give our pod friends, Yoast.com and Nexus.net a shout out. Uh, you heard all about them midway through the show and do check them out. And once again, so appreciate you joining me here on the show, Jeff. Thank you very much, Bob. And uh, keep on doing the woo. Everybody have to do the woo, do the woo, do the woo.